Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another Zero Ducks given daily after day two of the third test between England and India. I should probably say India and England because they're the home team. So, I mean, what an unbelievable, stupid, ridiculous day's play. Although it's not that stupid and ridiculous because we've seen this all before with Basball. So first of all, India were 445 all outs. And I felt yesterday that it was a real missed opportunity. I still think if Root had held that catch of Rohit Sharma, a bit earlier on, I really think India were there for the taking of the first innings. But 445, a decent first innings total. And the old cliche, if you can't tell how good a pitch is until you've seen both teams bat on it. I thought there was more in this wicket than apparently there is. Because England finished play. And imagine saying these numbers two years ago and not losing your mind. But now it just seems par for the course. England finished the day 207 for two of 35 overs, which it just seems impossible two years ago. And now, well, it's just another day at the office for Basball. Let's start. Let's do it chronologically. It makes the most sense. So England, they did okay taking the last few wickets. There was a couple more drops in the outfield, which was a bit frustrating. And also they let the last partnership get 30 runs. So it's 415 for nine, 445 for 10. And that's not been too much of a problem recently, but it was a real problem for a few years for this English side finishing off the last wicket. But 445 and a couple of wickets for Rian Ahmed, a caught and bold for Joe Root and Jadeja, which felt like a massive wicket. That run out last night's looking more and more important all the time as well. But let's start with the bowling in the fielding, Daniel. Not blemish free in the field, but sort of stuck at it and did okay. Yeah, I think that's absolutely it. And bearing in mind that England are in this test series with a very uh, callow, I mean, Anderson and Wood are not callow, but they've got a pretty callow spin pairing in Hartley and Rayan Ahmed, who you're expecting to do quite a lot of the work. But actually, Anderson and Wood put in a, a healthy shift and Joe Root getting, again, nibbling away another really important wicket. You know, he's going to end up with 100 test wickets before the end of his career at this rate. 445 on what was, the, again, a pretty flat deck. I think it's one of the stories of this series is that the pitches have not been like they were against Australia where uh, spin was so predominant and vital that it was turning really sharply on day one in uh, certainly in indoor and to a degree at Delhi as well in that series here you've got pretty good well no good good test match wickets that do deteriorate a little bit towards the back end it's frustrating from an England point of view that Ashwin and uh, and Jorrell 
who is a Superman character, I believe. Is that Jor-El? Jor-El is one of the others. One of them. I think it might even have been um, Marlon Brando's character. I forget. Uh, They had that awkward and annoying partnership, and England struggled to finish them off. The two drops you refer to, both quite sharp. Pope's was a bit easier. Uh, Stokes's was a little bit more difficult. But they both didn't really cost England a great deal. They happened in the late 390s, and then both players were out soon thereafter. It, it just it was a long old toil, and what was fascinating was the way that India spent that first session crawling. They got sixty-seven runs for the loss of two wickets. The, over, the overnight night watcher, and then um, and, and Jadeja pushing that court bowl back to root, and they just dug in. And you could tell Ashwin, the wily old fox, who has having nothing to do with baseball, he thinks that there's a way to play in India, and he's dead right, and it's to put hours and hours on the clock for the England bowlers. He even referred to it at the end of play when he was asked because he took his 500th wicket later and he was asked if he was exhausted at the end of it because it's what, what Fred Truman had said when he was became the first man to take 300 wickets. Anyone who goes past this, he says, we'll be knackered, basically, I paraphrase. And he said, no, not really. Not really knackered. The way England play, they don't keep us out in the field very long, so we'll feel quite fresh. And India were trying to do the exact opposite. They were trying to keep England out there for as long as they could. And they succeeded, really, because they batted through till, what was it, half an hour before tea, uh, which is a long old shift for England, 130 overs. But England make those kind of numbers look absurd. If you contrast the 67 runs scored in the first session with the 176 scored, albeit in a slightly elongated session at the end, you see two teams approaching this game in completely different ways. And... I I said to you yesterday, I thought the pitch, you asked me, I said, I thought the pitch looked uh, neither quick nor slow, just sort of okay. And you mocked me quite correctly. Uh, <laughs> but it but it, it does, it looks sort of okay. And what England have done by going so quickly in response is effectively ensure that they're going to have to bat on it while it's wearing for less time. If you know, if they'd adopted anything like an England or indeed any other country's approach, they would have ended today on about a hundred and nine. Let's say they'd lost two wickets, hundred and nine for two. So to get up to India's total would take them till beyond the end of day three, going at a normal pace. So they'd then be risking batting on day four as the pitch is deteriorating and then having to bat on day five. Whereas the way they are actually batting it means that they, they won't have to bat so much on the pitch as it gets worse. You know, it's it's totally logical, but it seems extremely dangerous, which is why people are, have raised eyebrows. But once again, Toby, there's there's an ineffable logic to what they're doing, and uh, I mean, I guess we'll talk about it now. That 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 evening session was just dynamite. Yeah, it, it was, and I'll, I'll talk about particularly Ben Duckett in just a sec. Also, a word on, on Mark Wood, who I saw a statistic earlier that in the last four years, he's averaging 25 with the ball in test matches. He's become a serious bowler. He was always very, very quick, but when he burst onto the scene with England, he was quick. He didn't quite know what to do with being quick. He was just quick, and he always gave 110%, but he didn't actually take that many wickets. But the last four years, for the Red Bull, he's been exceptional. He was incredible in the Ashes this summer. He's continued it here as well. And whoever just told him to make his run-up insanely long, mm-hmm. it's worked an absolute treat. It's a masterstroke. I mean, it's you know, we saw, you know, dear old Stephen Finn 
when they tried to change his run-up and it completely, let's be honest, fucked him. Mark Wood's very long run-up. And also, it's a thing of beauty to watch, especially live when you watch Mark Wood tearing in. And he sort of, you know, some bowlers sort of build up and the old cliche was that you sort of build up and then you hit your top mm. speed at the crease. Mark Wood just sets off like someone started a starting pistol and then about halfway through, gets quicker. It's the maddest thing I've ever seen. And then he absolutely hurls it down and he normally falls over. He's a joy to watch. Um, and I hope we get to watch a lot more of him because it looks like and a guy's had his injury problems. That can't be that sustainable, but hopefully they know what they're doing and it is. Um, so yeah, he bowled beautifully for his four wickets. Um, but yeah, then Ben Duckett was just ridiculous. Just unbelievable. He got 133 not out. A bit like Jadeja this morning. Ben Duckett will be livid that play ended today. He looked like he could have just kept on going forever. He'll be a bit annoyed that they've come in. I mean, he'll he'll sleep okay on 133 mm. not out, but he was sweeping and reverse sweeping. He is a nightmare to bowl at. Siraj didn't know where to bowl at him. Bumrah even didn't know where to bowl at him at times. Bumrah and Ashwin have been pretty unplayable. Ben Duckett just kept hitting them for fours. I mean, at one point, I think he got to something like, when he was on 36 he'd hit eight fours. So he'd hit eight fours and four singles in a score of 36. He seems, he dealt in boundaries today and he finished on 130, in innings of 133, he had 21 fours and two sixes, one of which was a reverse sweep six, which was absolutely glorious. He's insane. I described him on social media today, Daniel Norcross, as the cricketing opposite of Cinderella because he <laughs> never leaves the ball. Uh, I, I, he's, sort hey. of, he's sort of revolutionising opening batting I don't I, I can't quite believe what I'm witnessing here Daniel I know and it's been going on for a while but it never ceases to amaze does it because you do think that in the circumstances he finds himself with England in a very awkward situation they were in a very awkward situation when they went out to bat there was 25 minutes half an hour or so to bat um, six overs traditionally that's awful Alistair Cook one of the greatest players ever to wear the three lions would have aimed to be three not out at T. That's not Duckett's way. He says doesn't seem to notice when there are breaks in play. Or, he takes all that out of it, which is such the right thing to do, isn't it? Uh, he's he's always aggressive and he's always asking questions of the captain. And I think we saw the effect of that in that Rohit decision making. I'm not going to say it was that muddled because I, mean, I said this on another podcast earlier today actually that. Everyone's you complaining. Podcast four. Yes, I'm sorry. I did the final word earlier. Um, You're they, a they podcast do slut. <laughs> I am. I am. I am. But you know, money's money, isn't it? When when you're not out there and you're not working, so you got you got, you got to make it somewhere. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. It, it, there was a lot of criticism about Rowett for not bringing Ashwin on earlier. Ashwin came on on about the eleventh over. <laughs> the thing was, the score was seventy odd. So you think, yeah. why is he on? And they've already scored 70 runs. Well, it's because of the pace at which England went. And it was totally understandable that Bumaru and Siraj get go with a new ball. Ashwin could have had the last over before T, maybe. Um, Jadeja came on late. He always comes on a little bit late. Well, not always, but frequently does. But by that stage, England were on about 150-odd because they'd gone so quickly. And um, this makes the captain look like they're making mistakes. It also makes them rush the things that they do. And what Duckett was doing so well was making every bowler baffled because the, he even unfurled the cover drive a few times today. It wasn't just the sweeps, the reverse sweep for six that you mentioned, as well as the crunching smash over the slog sweep. 
and just sweeps generally. And it just means that every plan that you, you think you've got, if the first over is conceding a boundary, he was scoring a boundary every four balls. So if you're actually getting to bowl at Duckett for an over, there's a, there's a one in three chance you're being hit for two boundaries in the over, at which point the skipper thinks, I better change the bowling. I mean, these guys were only getting three or four over spells before they were whipped out of the attack. I thought it was really intriguing how they, they felt they had to go back to Bumrah um, towards the back end. So he had three spells today, one of only one over, and he did clutch his hamstring, which could have been cramped, but he didn't have an awful lot of work to do today and obviously had yesterday off. So, look, they've got some more miles in Bumrah's legs. He still, don't you think, feels like the the big the big issue you know, when he comes on to bowl you think hopefully he can only bowl four overs can they blunt him now for the most part as the ball gets older that's what they do when he's got a new ball in his hand they tend to go after him but once that ball gets a bit older but I, I saw the ball they kept trying to change the ball it was a ragged mess of a ball and it was only 30 overs old you wouldn't play with that in a club game you know, it was ridiculous how much it had been smashed around. So, look, I mean, I, I don't know what to say about Duckett, except that that was an innings of, like, genius. It was an 86-ball 100. I remember Ian Botham getting an 86-ball 100 at Old Trafford, I think it was, in 1981. And we watched and re-watched and re-watched and talked about what an amazing 100 it was. It's the third fastest 100 by a visiting batter in India behind Adam Gilchrist and Clive Lloyd in 1974. So this isn't, this Indian team is not used to this. Um, you know, Gilchrist's 100 was 23 years ago. So these bowlers and the skipper are just not used to facing this kind of an onslaught. And that's creating muddled thinking and it's giving England a chance. No more than that, because I still maintain 445 runs. Look at what Ashwin did the last over the day. He was perilously close to getting Duckett out with one of those horribly difficult balls to play for a left-hander. It just pitched outside leg stump. If it had been two millimetres further to the right, it's so hard to play because it's coming across you know, your your right eye if you're a left-hander and then spinning back across your left eye. And so you can see Ashwin being a real handful later on. But what England are trying to do is get as many runs as they can while and before those wickets are inevitably going to tumble. And if they can get up close, we could be, Toby, I don't want to don't want to jinx it, but we could be in third innings pickle territory. And pickle territory occurs when you go out to bat in the third innings and you are anywhere between 50 runs ahead and 40 or 50 runs behind. Then you get into a pickle because you don't quite know what to do to stick or twist. And um, that'll be, well, England will be hoping they can bat all day. Alistair Cook insanely said, I thought, oh, I think they're going to bat all day. And they'll, and if they do bat all day, they'll probably get 500. Well, if they do that, then England have virtually won the test match. It's worth pointing out because it, it's true that England's... Because the one flaw in the basketball logic, I would say, with Mark Wood with his injury problems and a 41-year-old Jimmy Anderson is they do need to let the bowlers have a bit of a break at some point. That is the one flaw in the baseball logic, I would say. It would, it's not much fun being a fast bowler in this team. But if they bat at the current rate for 90 overs tomorrow, they will post... Do you have any idea 
what, what they'll yes. be Yes, I've yeah. got a very good idea. I would say you'd add about 533 onto what they've already got, which is 236. Would no, they be on... So, and what? 237? Yeah, 207 for two, and they'd score 531 a, runs tomorrow. So they'd so be on... 738. 7, so if England do battle day tomorrow, then this test match is definitely won. Um, well, Jimmy Anderson and Mark Wood will be hoping that they do, and England fans everywhere will be hoping they do. Uh, helped, of course, by the way, by the fact that the inning started five for naught off naught point naught overs, oh, which is the best ball I've ever seen, because there that, was uh, that... penalty runs for the Indians very sneakily, I thought, and very blatantly <laughs> running down the middle of the track and running in the danger area. And the umpires rightly gave them five penalty runs. It was the most basball start to innings I've ever seen because Duckett and Crawley walked out with England on five for naught. <laughs> well, and, and to make it even more confusing for a slightly sleepless and utterly confused Norcross, um, I hadn't really clocked the five penalty runs, whether I just drifted off when they were awarded or... Uh, it hadn't occurred to me when they would appear on the scorecard. I'd, I'd gone to get a cup of tea and was sat down watching again with the score reading six for none off naught point naught overs because that that had been a no ball. Yeah, and, and, I, was, and, first and I was I was I was trying to work this. I was going, how do you get six? How do you get six extras in, in what? Because I'm sure I'd only missed one ball. It utterly befuddled me. Um, I think Alistair Cook gave the game away a bit at close play when he said, actually, the Essex boys used to do that all the time when, when Simon Harmer's Simon Harmer. bowling. Yeah, yeah. You're always always encourage the batters to make that little move forward, have a little bit of a scratch around the danger area, just around an outside off stump. And it, look, it was it, it it was the most bad ball and the most utterly ridiculous thing I've seen, but on a day of ridiculous things, Jasprit Bummer's batting he unfurled some of the most beautiful shots you'd ever see, including inside out over extra cover, one bounce four, and a thwack against Mark Wood. We talked about um, uh, we talked about Duckett, but then there was Pope's no look reverse flick. Oh. Which, oh. I don't know what the hell that was. It was it's similar to what he played in the in that ridiculous innings in the first test as well. It's obviously a shot that he he works on, but that was absolutely ridiculous. Well, a little scoop over the shoulder whilst not Wasn't looking. It? Um, Loved it. It's cricket, but not as we know it, but I'm pretty sure I'm enjoying it very, very much. Uh, well, I'll see you tomorrow, Daniel, for when England will be um, overnight on about 750. Well, if, if they are, I don't, I don't know how we're going to be able to describe that. Um, I don't, <laughs> something tells me that we won't be, but it does feel like it's going to be one of those days, you know, on the first day of a test match, you're always watching between four and six. And then the second day of a test match, a bit like today, it was a sort of check the phone kind of thing and drift in and out of consciousness. I get the feeling that tomorrow feels like a got to be there at four because stuff yeah. is going to happen one way yeah. or the other. So, yeah, good luck, team. Good, good luck, luck, sleepless, s- sleepless zero duckers. See you tomorrow. Bye. Podcast Network.